Hello, you beautiful Americans. $10,000 if you're willing to go work for the Vancouver Police Department. Hmm. Jeff, you sign, you sign on the dotted line? No. 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 What, about, what about Seattle? Is there free football tickets? That's the thing. Who Fuck, was you got me there. Who was I talking to? Um, oh, wait. Our sergeant. He was telling me how he moved out of Seattle at the perfect time because they were just getting ready to put up uh, CenturyLink Field mm. and all that. And oh, the yeah. taxpayers of Seattle had to pay for it. Do you think they get a break on football tickets? They had to pay for CenturyLink? Yeah, that was pay, that was made <laughs> with taxpayer money. Huh? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, you better give me some goddamn tickets if I'm pitching you, in. Yeah, you should get like, all right, you only have to pay like 10% or something like that. Well, you know the waiting, the waiting list, and it, it varies by team because if you suck, then... Nobody, nobody, wants, to nobody wants to see you play. Um, I think the waiting list for S- Seattle season tickets is like over 10 years. Yeah. Like it's a beast. The worst I'm sure one is Green Bay, and the only way you can get say, one is someone dies and they don't have a beneficiary or they actually sell it. Yeah. And if they do which, sell it, it's like a charity raising and it's like 60 grand for a ticket. Yeah, for one seat, which is like if you're just going to go to every game by yourself. Right, exactly. <laughs> 60 grand. High five myself, no friends. Yeah. No, for the, I think for the whole ticket. I think it's for the whole ticket, but then you have to pay like a maintenance fee yeah. if you want to keep it. That you have is to pay stupid. You right? have to pay yearly to keep it. Uh huh. My parents had Seattle tickets. God, back in like the '80s, and then when my mom and my dad got divorced, I think my mom got the tickets, and then eventually heard my stepdad were like, "Yeah, yeah, no, we're not, we're not gonna do this." And they sold them like back in the '90s, I think. And now it's well, shit. We should have kept those. Right. Because that's like my aunt. Um, well, then uncle before he passed away, they got they would they had friends who were season ticket holders and they didn't go to every game. They'd go once in a while, but they just like all right, two hundred bucks and you can have our season tickets, which is like four yeah. of them or something. Let's see here, which NFL? Te- I found this article right here. NFL season ticket waiting list. Which team have them and which wish they did? That's hurtful. While you're looking at that, I guess we'd introduce our guest today. Oh yeah, Mr. Jeff Fafa. Jeff Fafa. Mr. So Cotton. fun to say. Mr. Cotton. Don't yeah. you think? Mr. Cotton. Massa Cotton. Massa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just, wow. That's funny. Every time he spells it out and sends it, sends me, you know, he's like, oh, are we going to have Cotton on it? C-O-T-T-O-N. I'm like, oh my God, you racist bastard. It's not really racist, I guess. It's Cotton. Close enough. JB spells it with a K, so. Yeah. K. Wow. Oh, that's funny. Son we go so bitch. many ways with that. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I was I am in ah. a dispatcher the other night, and I and she said something, and I said KK, like just like being like you know like you say K and you, you like, hit a third K. I hit third son of a bitch, and I'm like, oh my god, that was horrible. She's like, yes, that was. Moving on. Advancing. Uh, like, could be worse though. So. Yeah. Pos boom arm here. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it'll work. There we go. Okay. Oh, yeah. Could have been right. a sexual reference. Oh, God. <laughs> There's a pill for that, guys. There's a pill for that. I never did tell you about that. So, our certain officer that we know who uh, likes to sing songs about saving horses, riding cowboys, and stuff. Uh huh. So, I played that with that certain <sighs> dispatcher dispatching. You son of a bitch. It the... was fantastic. So, I, I started playing it, and it was loud in the car. And I held the you mic. Keyed held your for, mic up. What did I let it breathe for? Three, four seconds. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, nothing major. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. And then it came over the radio just enough, and I told her what I was doing, and you could tell she was just dying, and she sent, yeah, the reply I got back, What'd not you tell through her you? IM, but through Snapchat was. What'd you tell her? You're doing a TikTok or something? No, I told her I'm like, hey, you thought that was funny, huh? And she said some innuendo, and I turned red, and <sighs> it was caught me off guard. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know what were we talking about. 
The wait list for this is completely back to the original here. The wait list for the Green Bay Packers season tickets is reportedly thirty years. Yes. Yeah. God damn. Talk yeah. about a cool fucking stadium though. Oh yeah, oh, Lambo. God. God. Mm-hmm. It was really actually pretty cool. I don't really care for football, but it was pretty cool. The Las Vegas Raiders actually have some available right now. No, no shit. That's because mm-hmm. like nuts. Is it? Yeah, that new one's brand new. What two years ago or something? Two, three years they ago? haven't even opened it yet. Oh, they haven't? They're it, finishing it. They're finishing it right oh, now. Shit, I no, thought... I went down to Vegas for a training and they were, because it's on the strip. Uh-huh. Or it's like across the freeway from the strip. So. Which makes me think like, where the fuck are you going to park? No shit. Because it's like, what, a 70,000, 80,000? It's, it's Yeah, it's fucking massive. That's insane. But they're, uh, yeah, we drove, I drove on the right by it on the freeway and it is, it looks like a damn skyscraper from the outside. It's all glass and everything. Mm-hmm. And- well, that's cool. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck, there's enough money going into NFL. Have you seen the amount of people that are wanting to boycott NFL because of the bullshit they're pulling with all this political shit going on with like BLM and defend the police and stuff? Yeah. They there's do what? Little, Sorry, there's saying? a lot of people that are not happy with the NFL, especially with the Black National Anthem that they're going to play. Oh, yeah, dude. My question. Have you, have you heard this? No. Have you heard the Black National Anthem? What is it? So apparently it was written. Oh, this was a serious one, not the joke that we said the other night. Oh, Were you there with the joke? Yeah, I was there for the joke. <laughs> I think was, that might be too far to even say. So, the, the Black National Anthem was written by a Republican way back in the day. And the, I guess I the, the basis for the song what? would completely offend and melt all of the snowflakes and Black Lives Matter people if they actually listened to the lyrics. No shit. Huh? I'm going to Google it. I've got to look it I'm up. I'm going to Google it. Wow. I didn't even know. I thought it was like something that someone like just recently wrote. No, it was a legit thing. What the hell? I'm going to look up the lyrics here. Ooh, there we go. I don't know for sure, but... Here we go. It is called Lift Every... Oh, I thought it was locked. No, no, no. So according to Google, because I Googled Black National Anthem lyrics, and this is like the first thing that popped up. Is it, it Lift Every Voice and lift Sing? Lift Every Voice and Sing. I don't... What? I don't. What does it say it was written? It says it was written by James Weldon Johnson and Jay that's Rosamond a, Johnson. That is no. That's Which, a that's a freaking praise song. That's a church. That's a hymn. Type yeah, song. but that says Black National Anthem. Which Mr. Johnson passed away in 1938. It doesn't say what year the song was written. And the other Mr. Johnson. Yeah, it, it is lift your voice and sing. Oh, is it? Yeah. And okay. The other Mr. Johnson yeah, okay. passed away in 1954. So the song's at least 70, 80 years old. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's completely counterintuitive to everything that they're trying to to push. My question, my dad and I were talking about this the other day. What's going to happen if, like, it's it's not going to happen. But what do you think the uproar would be if, like, Drew Brees kneeled during the Black National Anthem and then stood up for the other one. God, that'd be amazing. I just want to try it. Hilarious. It would be. Well, my thing, because, well, you saw what happened to him like on like NFL Network and ESPN and all that stuff. He got mm. destroyed for having an opinion. Oh, yeah. He had an opinion. So, uh-huh. he, so he came out and said, like, he stands for the National Anthem and puts his hand over his heart and sings along mm-hmm. because he thinks about his two grandfathers that fought in, like, the World Wars. Oh, and they probably ate and him thing, alive over and, that. Oh, they ate him alive. Fuck. Like, his teammates, like, everybody got on there and started 
bitching about like, oh, you don't understand what it's like to be a black man in America. And it's like, he said nothing about that. No. That, like, God, nothing. Everybody's entitled these days to have an emotional opinion about something. And if it fits your emotional agenda, then, you, then you're a fucking entitled little bitch. And everybody else is... I don't know what the best word. I is really want to racist. Yes, thank you. <laughs> if, yeah, if you don't meet up to the, uh, yeah. I know my grandmother was actually talking to an NFL player, which is weird to say, uh, but she, before she recently moved, she worked at a dentist office in Manchester, Connecticut, mm-hmm. um, and the guy's name is Seth DeValve. I always forget he's Connecticut's a, one of our states. Yeah, he's a. Where's he, that at? Exactly right. <laughs> exactly, it's a, it's, it's, a like it's a little tiny thing. Is it by Rhode Island somewhere? Somewhere in that general Some vicinity, the, in that New England. But he, uh, but Seth, anyway, he went to high school in Manchester. Okay, and actually, growing up all through high school, I don't think in college because he went to college at Princeton, and then once he hit the NFL, he went to my grandmother's dental office to uh, get his dental work done since he was a kid, and he's a, let me see, yeah, he was a fourth round pick. Played for the Browns from 2016 to 2018. Played for the Jaguars last year and is now on the Panthers roster, I believe. Mm. Might have recently got released from the Panthers. But I was really hoping to... She hasn't seen him since this whole crap started. Right. But I wanted to like have the opportunity to actually like talk to an NFL player. Right. And yeah. kind of get like a... Black, white? No, he's white. White, didn't he's a tight end. He's a tight end. So his opinion doesn't matter then. Right. Exactly. True. Well, the thing is that, did you guys see the interview CNN had with uh, Terry? What's his fucking Terry name? Terry Crews. Thank you. Did you see that? They oh they God. muffled him. He, they fucking were chewing they him out. They fucking muffled him. Yeah. He was trying to tell. Like, he was even, like, you listened to it, and you, you could tell he was a little bit on board with the BLM. He was supporting them, but he's like. Telling them or the idea. The idea. and But calling oh, the them out idea. on the bullshit that they were not supporting their own I- the idea well, that BLM not. stands for. No. And CNN was shutting them down saying, oh, yeah, this has nothing to do oh, with yeah. black life no, they or were, black they were on like, black they were crime and stuff. They were off, talking over him. Yeah. Like, they're saying this is all about police brutality. Motherfuckers. No, it's not. No. Less black people are killed well, than a, white people I by know. cops. This is what... This is... And, well, that too. Fucking CNN. God damn it. Fuck. Um... But you, wa- I watched a video online that was like a rally where like the head dude, it wasn't even a Black Lives Matter rally. It was something, I think it was a 2A rally. Uh-huh. And one of the founders, or at least he claimed to be one of the founders of BLM, got up on the stage and spoke. Right. And what he actually said. Oh, was that Newsom guy? I think so. Yeah. I think it was. And he's talking about like what the core ideas are of things like that. And I don't, I don't blame them for that completely. But it's everybody else that's just taken an idea that was meant to be one thing and completely go in the wrong fucking direction with it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. holy fucking shit. Oh, exactly. And so, go ahead. So the, the gals that actually I just, yeah, started just, it, yeah. the Patrice Collier and Alicia Gauze or whatever. Then an Opal Tometi come up on there for you too? Uh, yeah. Maybe. I think but the, the two. These are the people that actually started BLM? Started it. So the, mm-hmm. those two are the important ones, the, the Alicia and the Patrice gal. Mm-hmm. Um, both are classically trained Marxists. Uh-huh. One of them, uh, Collier, was a protege of Eric Mann, who was an agitator for the Weather Underground. So, I mean, if you remember anything from like, you know, eight years ago, this isn't going to violate any of your policies, but it's going to kind of touch close to your political thing. Yeah, we, we've been touching that a lot lately. All right. <laughs> so, Weather Underground, um, they were very close with the Obamas and everything. Right. And... Um, they were responsible for some terrorist attacks and bombings and shit back in the 
seventies, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And so, and it was an extremely Marxist group. And then, so you've got these two gals that are, you know, now been proteges of this philosophy. They start this movement with kind of the same tenets and everything. And there's actually, um, one of them is destroying the nuclear family, Mm. which is another tenet of another group. Uh, May 19th, I believe is what they're called. May 19th terrorists. It was a, um, the first lesbian terrorist group. Progressive. You say May 19th, May, like the month. And I cannot remember what the day is specific to, but it's, um, yeah. So I mean, what they are is an absolute shit show. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. May, May 19th communist organization. Yeah. Communist but have you, so you guys both got on the black lives matter website. I didn't get on their website. No, I just Googled. So if you get on their website and then uh, like you go to the donate portion of it. Oh shit. It goes, takes you to a completely another website and it's called act blue. And so when you donate to the black lives matter website, it actually goes to a, it takes you to another website that is all of the funds that get donated to them go to all these other democratic like campaigns, campaigns and shit. And shit. So it what? does not even go to Black Lives Matter. What yeah. The fuck? Okay, I'm looking at that right now. So if you, just, I'm gonna hit the donate button real quick. If you get on there and just see read shit. through the, sh- it is just bananas because it's not what. Well, it. I mean, it is what it, they say it is. It's black people that are beat up and stuff by police, not mm-hmm. you know the the. Let's think, look here. Was so. there a dad that had two kids killed over in the chop in Seattle? Mm-hmm. One one kid. And then the other one was the eight-year-old or the, I thought it was 16 and 14. Oh, we're talking about two different incidents because yeah, yeah, yeah. there was that. And then there was a guy that lost like his eight-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was shot. So the one that had the 16 and the 14 year old, I believe tried to reach out to black lives matter to, you know, make this a thing. And they're like, no, 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 that, that, that doesn't matter. Hmm. And so wow. the person that actually got a hold of this black father was lo and behold, a racist president, Donald Trump. Oh, oh! I remember seeing it's like the eight. The father of the eight-year-old said the same thing because he came out in the media and was talking about like because his daughter was obviously black. She wasn't, and they same thing. They didn't give a shit. And it was uh oh, yep, there it is, motherfucker! Wow, it's only you know when it fits their agenda. That, yeah, that's but all no, they give but he about. came out and was like, I thought you said Black Lives Matter. Like this is an eight-year-old who was shot in shop. By a black man, and you don't care. And yeah. but but he got a call from from Donald Trump. Yeah, like okay. So here I got on Black Lives Matters website and clicked the donate portion. I'm gonna be very careful not to punch a goddamn penny on here. Um, oh yeah, you're not on my iPad, iPad so Apple Pay won't kick. So it didn't. But, oh thank God. Okay, thousand bucks. Here we go. <laughs> okay. uh, Please. So yeah, coming down here to the con. It didn't take me to a new website. I'm still on the BLM's oh, website, but. Scrolling down here, contribution rules. The contribution is made from my own funds or funds that I am authorized to use. Uh, Act Blue Charities is a registered charitable organization formed to democratize, whatever the fuck that is, charitable givings. A copy of the latest financial report may be obtained by emailing info at actblue.com or calling this phone number. Alternatively, our, let's see what it says here. It talks a lot about this Act Blue shit. Uh, let's see, may be obtained from the following, 
Oh, reports may be obtained from the following state agencies. Just a lot of attorney general's offices. Richmond, Virginia, Washington State, Wisconsin, West Virginia, State Capitol, Charleston, West Virginia. Yeah, but it does talk about. It says, Act Blue Charities is a qualified 501c3 tax-exempt organization and donations are tax-deductible to the full extent allowed under the law. Yeah, so if you go to the Act Blue website right now, first thing that comes up, donate to Joe Biden's victory in November 2020 via Act Blue. Huh. <laughs> Oh, on the notes. Oh, so we so got it do- okay, I take that back. So the the top of the website, it still looks like the Black Lives Matter website, but if you actually look at the URL, secure.actblue.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you see that? Son of a bitch. I know we just talked about this, but my brother sent a video of, it was like one of those campus interviews of this lady. There's two gals, and the lady who was doing the interviewing, the interviewee, asked her who are you voting for 2020 and she's like, donald trump she's like oh so you're a racist she kept going off you're a racist and she's like no that's not it at all just because i vote voting for someone doesn't make me what you think they are and she's like well who are you voting for well, you voting for biden yeah well, you're a pedophile no no that's not how it worked please wow this fucking logic only one way with these people i know God, no, I'm not. But like, a recent, the, the shitty thing is, there's dumb people on both sides of the fucking. There is all retarded. I saw one this seems more prominent on the left. Yeah, I saw one that was a sure. an interview during the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. This is so fucking political. Who it cares? Is. Who cares? <laughs> Who gives a flying fuck? <laughs> we need to retract. This I know. Season. Who cares? <laughs> um, but it was during the Obama administration, and this guy's interviewing this woman, and t- she's talking about how like she hasn't seen. Uh, Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of Joe and pedophiles. Oh, God. <laughs> but oh, she's talking awesome. to this woman, and this woman's basically going off about how, like, the Obama birth certificate conspiracy and shit like that. Yeah. And he, he's like, well, wouldn't you, like, believe Obama's mom because she came out and said they were, like, at a hospital in Hawaii when he was born? And she's like, no, no, we don't believe them because they're biased. They have a reason to lie. And the guy's like, okay, well, how do you know Donald Trump is, or I think it was Trump. How do you know Trump is a, is an American too? She's like, well, well, he was born here. Well, well how do you know that? Who, who's told you that? Well, his parents. What the f- It's like, so. God damn it, people. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I said, logic is a one way street up <sighs> these days. It is. It's just bad. On, it can be bad on both. Very much so. Fucking things. So, so Jeff had some good good points and ideas that he was going to bring up on mm. this this episode. Now we've got to retrack and think about what I said. Yeah, yeah. No talking problem. about no after problem. all this this George Floyd stuff kicked out, um, you know, talking about the attack on law enforcement. You know, once once when a cop does a bad thing and it hits public news like or media, the media platforms like this, it fucking blows up. And all of a sudden, cops, this isn't the first time we've been under attack. This, I would say probably historically, this is the worst we've been probably, attacked. Except. <laughs> so yeah. think about this, though, right? Historically, I mean, we haven't been liked. No. Right? No. But you can pinpoint to an exact point in time when it became this bad. Yeah. And it was back in Cambridge. Hmm. Rodney King? No, Cambridge. What was that? 
Which one was the that? black professor that was breaking into his own house because he'd locked himself out. Uh-huh. Neighbors called the cops. Cops showed up. And then Obama said, the police acted stupidly. Uh-huh. From that point on, that put a target on our backs. So then after that, then uh-huh. you got the, um, the, the brown thing in, not St. Louis. What was that? Ferguson. Uh, Ferguson. Ferguson, yes. Then there was that one. And, I mean, it all just completely devolved and it was that's when it became you know cops are bullying black people and right it was prevalent everywhere oh speaking of ferguson well like a year ago i got sent down for use of horse instructor school yeah how long ago was that be about a year now i went to that class with a guy who is a deputy sheriff in that county oh really in ferguson county he had some stories oh yeah <laughs> Because of course we do like the class introductions. You can't just say that and just leave. I know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm letting it simmer. Calm down. <laughs> so, of course, beginning of class, we all do like the introduction, stand up, name, where you work, blah blah blah. This guy stands up and says he's with, I think it's Ferguson County. I think I'm not sure, or St. Louis County or something, whatever county it was. Um, but he stands up and says, "I'm so and so with this county sheriff's office," and the whole class obviously just looks at him. And the instructor's like, yeah, we got some more to talk to you about. Yeah. <laughs> stand up, stand up. Tell us yeah. all about yourself. And we did. He pretty much had to go to the front of the classroom and was like, was like, okay, tell us about how bad it was from like an actual, because everybody saw the news. Oh, yeah. Like you right. saw what the news wanted to show you. Mm-hmm. But, and he was like, it was, he was like, it was 10 times worse than what the media made it out to be. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. The protests, the riots. Oh, those, the, that stuff. Okay. Yeah, like everything that was going on. He said he's driving down the road, uh, and he got a rock through the back window of his cruiser. Oh, shit. Yeah. just he. There was nobody around. There was no protest or anything going on, but somebody just picked Lock. up a rock and just bombed it through his back window. Shit. Which is crazy, because when that whole incident happened, you had the whole hands up, don't shoot thing that yeah. was portrayed. That was a lie. And then... Once the facts come out, it was everybody in the community was backing the cops, and they uh-huh. were saying that. But outside the community is where. Yeah, it's they put that guy in witness protection. Oh, the cop. H- him and his family. They put it. They That's don't. Right. They won't. Yeah, that. He's in an undisclosed location. Nobody knows where he is. Good. Good. Well, so. They did something right at least. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at least the the country figured out. You know, don't try to take a cop's gun. Well, that too. My big thing <laughs> exactly. is too. Yeah. I, this is what or taser or and then taser. of course got some fucking, about that. fucking Netflix. I swear to God, I have to cancel that subscription because they're just ridiculous. <laughs> they put out a new documentary about that incident, like however many years later it was, and I was sitting there at home and I was like, "Fuck it, you know, if I'm going to look into one side of things, I might as well look and see what kind of crap this is." I made it about halfway through, and then it was the the bullshit storylines that they were trying to push didn't even make sense. Oh yeah. They said more so, holes than a brick of Swiss oh cheese. Oh my God, dude, it was nuttier than a squirrel turd. <laughs> um, like the guy that was with Mike Brown when the incident happened said they were walking down the road and officer Wilson pulls up and just instantly screams at them. Get the fuck out of the road. Cause they were walking. They admitted they were walking right down the middle of the street mm-hmm. and uh, they just, 
And then apparently, somehow, magically, Officer Wilson turned into fucking Rubber Man from Fantastic Four and reached out his car window around this other guy, grabbed Mike Brown by the shirt, and pulled him into the cab of his car. Huh. Like, well, I had skills like that. Me too. Like, son of a bitch. Yeah. So did the, the documentary even talk about how Mike Brown had gone the night before, gave the store clerk weed or whatever and then went back the next day to collect the money and then robbed mm-hmm. him beat him up nope didn't say a didn't say fucking word about and that and then the whole reason that brown attacked wilson is because he thought that he was coming after him because of the robbery because of what just happened yeah yeah no it didn't say and that's the thing is like especially something like this look at the look at the george floyd things for instance the whether it's the attorney general or the doj or whoever it is they had a legit opportunity well, it's not even an opportunity. It's just what happened to take a guy that fucked up and make him and hold him accountable for it. Right. Something like that, which was pretty much the same fucking thing, the Mike Brown incident. If they had a reason to put Darren Wilson in handcuffs, don't you think they would have fucking done it? Right. Yeah. yeah. Or my big thing with that documentary too, is they're showing like surveillance footage in the, uh, in the police department. And they're talking about like, oh, Derek Wilson never wrote a report. He never did it. It's like, it's an officer involved shooting. You don't write a report. Yeah. Your report is a recorded statement. Mm-hmm. It, you don't write one. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they're making all these excuses like, well, they didn't do this. They didn't do that. It's like, you don't do that with officer involved shootings. Yeah. You like, it's, it's commonplace. Mm-hmm. And they're just making these are like, they're the points they're trying to drive home to show how much bullshit this was. Yeah. Or they're going over like the false narrative that people started putting out, like the whole he ran from him, he stopped, he put his hands up, and Wilson just shot him eight times. No, he fucking didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like there were plenty, and they, of course, they only interviewed the witnesses that coincided with this story. Mm-hmm. But there were so many witnesses that testified in court or made statements to the media or whoever about what actually happened, which is he charged him a 320 pound 18 year old charging a 200 pound five foot eight police officer yeah that and the and the guy the 18 year old had already attacked him and tried to get his gun right like we're not talking about anything that's hard to depict no when you actually look at what really happened right well no he shot him because he was racist that's why mm-hmm. that, that's let's not forget the main yeah thing. he shot him when he was racist. make full circle back that's what you don't you are a bigot you don't think that and this is what really pisses me off too is people don't look at the court system is run mostly by people like I I can't remember the last time I've seen a judge at least in our area or heard of one that doesn't have some kind of background as a defense attorney. Yeah, I think all of ours do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all it's of ours do. Pain in which the means ass. which yeah. means judges, attorneys except for certain ones, they built their career on seeing good in shitbags. Or convincing people there was good in shitbags, right. or yeah. putting reasonable doubt on an incident. So you're not you're going to sit there and try to believe that if the court had a legit, like I'm sorry, if you, if you have a black guy that turns around or anybody, fuck race at this point, a guy turns around, puts his hand up, says "Don't shoot me," and you put eight bullets in him, you're going to go to prison. Yeah, you're exactly, you're wrong. Yeah. You're gonna go. You're gonna get eaten up. You're gonna get disowned by the law enforcement community, and you're gonna go to prison. Mm-hmm. And we're all gonna be like, "Yeah, you, uh, you earned that one, bud. Have, yes. a, have a good one. Have a good life." Yeah, but nobody wants to. Nobody wants to look at the actual truth of what happened. No, like on the internet, I think Emotions. it's on. It might be on YouTube. I think the DOJ or somebody put out 
like a, it's actually a pretty interesting video to watch, but it's like these cartoon, not really cartoon, just kind of like mannequin looking yeah. animation. Right. And it's like, this is what originally they said happened was. And they play it out with these characters and narrate it and stuff like that. And then they come back and say, this is what the DOJ investigation found actually happened. Mm-hmm. And it's completely night and day difference. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense. But no, the professionals, their opinion or findings don't matter, which is what I never get, never yeah. understand. Exactly. Well, everybody can tell us how to do our job. Yeah, exactly. They well, yeah, no, they, they have no clue. No. Yeah, they can. But send, you know, sitting somebody into a, an ER and try to tell a doctor how to do their job. Well, fuck that. Yeah, it doesn't really Good work. Good luck with that. No, yeah. But no, everybody can tell us, that, you know, we're doing it wrong. And, mm-hmm. But yeah. So it was actually funny. I was going to tell you guys this. God, it's probably been two weeks now because I just gotten rid of my, maybe three weeks. It was right after I got rid of my trainee. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So um, I was sitting at the spot that I normally like to sit at and somebody decides to blow a stop sign. And as soon as the car pulls over, see hands come shooting out of the sunroof. Lo and behold, they're black hands. I get walking up there. I look in the car and it's somebody that works security at, you know, said establishment. I look, I'm like, seriously, bro, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) He's, what's up, man? I'm like, put your hands back in the car. Are you serious right now? Give me a break. Yeah. No shit. So, you know, I take his driver's license and everything. And I, once I'm done, I come back. And I get back to him like, are you kidding me right now? I was like, you didn't stop at a stop sign. Yeah. I have to stop people that are good people and the dirt bags. Yeah. Because I just can't profile dirt bags. Right. He's like, uh, yeah, you're right, bro. Sorry. And he goes out and, you know, gives me knuckles. I'm like, wow. really? Come There's on. No this, this is where we're going. Yeah. I mean, you know exactly who I am. You've helped me out a number of times and I've had to go in and right. in yeah. your establishment and find people and so now we're gonna play that game yeah it's like, ridiculous yeah it's almost it's it's like you chuckle about it later amongst your buddies but at the time you're like this isn't funny other people think this is a joke but yeah. it's not no it's no, not. not funny at all yeah or even the uh did you guys see the recent let me look at the name because i don't want to get it wrong of course i've got my officer down page up for later um but what happened to officer chavez's daughter no. Online. Oh, is that the Texas cop that the, got killed? The McAllen. Oh, oh yes. So no, his, I was going to bring that up too. So his daughter posts on Twitter Fuck. pictures of oh, her. Me off. Pictures of her and her dad because obviously her dad was just fucking murdered. Yeah. Um, and she got Eaten torn alive. apart. She got yep. torn apart. Do you have it on there? Because I, I, I do. Or do you have it? I have it. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take that one because it's going to take me some Googling. Um, so that's... Yeah, some of the comments that people retweeted like a one that I remember off the top of my head is like what kind of shoes is your pig dad wearing in his casket or something like that was there something like yeah. your dad deserved it or yeah, there was yeah, probably like, there was probably hundreds of those so I'm gonna read what she wrote um Savannah Chavez words cannot describe this is this is to her father her this pa- is the father the, po- the tweet about her father yep words cannot describe the pain I'm in, but I'm glad my dad is at peace. You are an amazing man. And anyone who ever came across, you knew that I'm going to miss you so much. You died doing what you loved most. You died a hero. I love you, daddy. See you soon. Hashtag blue lives matter with a blue heart at the end. And she's got a bunch of pictures with her daddy. Yeah. Tell. Just pictures of a dad yeah, and his daughter, dad and his daughter hanging out. And these, I'm going to go, I'm going to go through every single comment that's been fuck. put on here. Girl, fuck you and your daddy. Next one. Literally. Why would you, why would she publicly post this at a time like this and think she wouldn't get eaten 
the fuck up. I just want to bring to you guys. I'm sure you guys have seen these. This horrible grammar. Of Everything's course. fucking. The spelling is fucking. Spelling's awful. horrible. Fucking. You know, the we, fuck is TF? We haven't even had, we haven't had school since March. People have gone stupid. Apparently, what shoes he got on in his casket? That's the one. Oink That's oink. And then an eye, lip, and eye emoji. Blue lives don't exist. Fuck yo. I mean, assuming you, homie, he dead. OMG, ask your dad how has he been doing. Oh, wait, you can't. Ah, uh, boohoo, cry about it anyways. ACAB, guys. Um, what the fuck is this? I had to look that up. ACAB, all cops are bastards. I had to look that one up. That's a new oh, one. I don't know. I, did, I didn't see that one. I had never seen that one before. Fuck your daddy, bitch. My parents were married when I was born. Fuck you. Right, exactly. Girl, you couldn't have mourned your dad in peace without having to use that racist ass hashtag. Fuck your daddy, hashtag BLM. God Fuck damn. you and your dead daddy. Fuck a cop, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Fuck your daddy, little hoe. Blue lives don't exist. Fuck yo, homie, he dead. ACAB, ACAB. This was uh-huh. not the right time to post this. Anyways, ACAB. You couldn't have made this post about him as a person. That dumbass uniform wasn't glued to him. Uh, so sad. He got what he deserved. Uh, ACAB, there's no such thing as blue lives. It's a uniform. You weren't born with it. Next time, educate yourself. There's no sense. Nah, ACAB. ACAB, this was not the right time to post this. Your dad was probably a very good person, but this was a, wasn't a good time. Is Siri messing with you over there? <laughs> Like a lot. A good time. Nor the place. Read the room and come back later. Well, at least your pops is a good cop now. Six feet in the dirt where he can't hurt nobody. Wow, he's finally a good cop. Well, you know what's funny, too, is people <laughs> sit there and they say shit about cops. A good cop doesn't seek this job out. I firmly believe you were born with it in your DNA. Yep. Oh, yeah. This job finds you. Exactly. It's like being in the military. A lot of people join the military because, you know, when they're kids, it's like, oh, I want to see the world, that that kind of shit. The people that stay in, it's cheesy as hell. It's because they love their country Mm -hmm. and they want to make a difference and they love their community. Right. It's the same thing for a cop. Yep. Every good cop, they will tell you that. And then you've got the other ones that are just, eh. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's well, mo- well, most people when you get asked, so yeah, it is and, a life. Yeah, or, well, that's the reaction most cops have when people are like, "Why would you want to be a cop right now?" Man, so, that's a good question. People know. say that I'm like, "Yeah, it's a good question." You got a good point. It's a good, it's a good question. Yeah, because but I, it's like, yeah. and but you know, and like it's you probably. Said, it's, it's I mean, DNA. I, I, I don't know much about your work history before you were. I know you were in the military, Jeff, but I don't know much about other than that. But it's like every other job you worked. You probably fucking hate it. Yeah. You didn't mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you might have done it, but you didn't fucking like it. Yeah. You get bored with it. You yeah. just find yourself. You get bored looking. and you want something else. Yeah. And then you get into being a cop and yeah, you might switch departments every now and then, but you're still doing the same shit mm-hmm. for 20, 30 years because mm-hmm. it's it's there. The yep. people that people get into it that it's they're not made for it. They last about three, four years and then they're gone. Exactly. Yep. Or they don't make it through the academy or they don't make it through FTO or they they Wash get shot somewhere. 90% yeah. of the time they get weeded out. Yeah. And then the rest usually takes about four or five years. Mm-hmm. And they either just quit on their own or they fuck up bad enough that they get that they get canned anyway. Right. And then you have the sociopaths that just slip under everybody's radar. Unfortunately. Yeah. Until and, bad shit happens. And I think we talked about this and dad brought up a good point. Um, 
his dad's been a cop for what 20 25 years now or something like that yeah. and he said if you historically look at all these all the shit that happens where the cop ends up being under the public's eye and the scrutiny of the of of the nation ends up usually being in huge metropolitan areas where lots of people lots of cops and in those areas they don't pay their cops very well so usually you have lower income new york minneapolis crazy and they hire like crazy you know you literally have their own academy so they're just pumping them out as quick as they can so you have these cops who are living in you know cost a shit ton high high cost of living low income and they're usually working extra jobs and stuff and um and so the stress and stuff and it plays that that does play a factor into i always forget the guy's name George Floyd's. Who cares about what that guy's name is? Yeah. Yeah. But. So yeah, whoever his fucking name was, is like, he actually, he was a bouncer. Apparently he was a bouncer with George Floyd. Yeah. So he's working multiple jobs in this career field. You shouldn't have to work multiple jobs to make ends meet. Well, they weren't bouncers. He wasn't a bouncer at the time. At the time, but they used to be at one point. Right. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, you shouldn't have to as a cop have to work an extra job. You can, if you want to, everybody does. I mean, you do, you work yeah, for I extra do. cash. You yeah, don't have yeah. to though. No, I don't have to, but that does, that plays a factor into, you know, these large areas of, you know, pumping out cops. It's just like pumping out like, you know, fucking laptop computers. You make mass amounts of them. You're going to get a shitty one every once in a while. If it doesn't get weeded out, it's going to fuck with something. Mm-hmm. And historically you look at it a lot of the times, some of the stuff that comes out and not all bad cop stuff hits the media, you know, there's there's plenty of bad shit out there that has not hit the media. But you look at it, a lot of it comes out of these bigger departments. Either that or really small departments that can't afford to fucking give their cops vests. Stuff like that. Oh, God. I remember the... Um, God, that was probably about five years ago. The one where the, the black dude got shot in the back. He was running away. I think the cop was black. And after it happened, the cop goes... It was all on cell phone camera. The, uh, the cop that shot the guy walks up to him and throws his taser on the ground next to the guy. Oh, and then another cop comes walking up, looks at him, grabs a taser, shoves it back at him. He's like, no, go. Holy shit. Wow. Throwdown taser. Yeah. Fucking wow. He tried to do the throwdown. Wow. And if memory serves me correctly, it was a black cop shot a black dude. And the, the cop that gave the taser back to the other cop was black too. But I mean, that was like a spike in the media for like a week. Oh, yeah. What? But then it was done. It was done. Which actually kind of circles back around to, you know, everybody's on this kick that cops, you know, target black people and that um, th- th- that's just what we do. If you go to the FBI website, yes, dis- this is going to kind of bugs me to say, per capita, more black people are shot than white people by police. However actual numbers you're twice as likely to be shot as a white man than you are as a black person Mm. however the one stat that always gets left out the cops that shoot black people the most black cops black cops Hmm. followed by hispanic cops followed by asian cops followed by white cops interesting but that is never talked about no and unfortunately the fbi trying to get on their website and figure out all the, the, the God, it's yeah such a of course finding but um wow it's like you know that, that's something that's never discussed no and the thing that people need to realize is like a lot of black cops the reason that there's black cops shooting black people is because they're from those communities so they go back there to be cops to make it better and then they have to deal with shitheads yep and then they yeah. want to kill them. and yeah. i mean 
Oh yeah. It makes no sense, but it doesn't fit a narrative, so no, exactly. it's not discussed. No, the only thing that's discussed is the rare occurrence where we fuck up. Yeah, which is all the time. Which apparently. is all the time, but just to scale. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Part of me, you know, like we've talked about, I would love to see a few of these big cities do their defund the police. Like Berkeley. Did you see that with Berkeley? I want to see Minnesota. I want to see Minneapolis hurry yeah. up and do it so we can crash and burn. Yeah. And Berkeley using non-sworn, non-uniformed, unarmed. unarmed. To so like traffic the chop stops. then. Yes. Yeah. But to do traffic that stops. that worked out. That's what they're going to so do. So fucking well. Yeah. Did they find that? Now, I haven't really paid attention to it. I heard something about they went in there and got rid of the chop. Is it still going though? No, no they got they, rid of it. They shut it down like an hour. Seattle, P- oh, okay. Seattle PD, or the mayor That's finally what? was like, okay, we're fuck done. this, well, we're done. You know why? Because they showed up in front of her house. Oh, so that's what it takes yeah, oh, yeah. to make it go away. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Pussy. That's what it takes for the mayor to finally step up and say, okay, this is too far. Is it starts to affect the mayor. And then. Oh, now it's a problem. Now it's a problem. Yeah. Now but using the media will capitalize on that. Fuck no. Hell no. Hmm. Or the other one that really fucking pissed me off was the, was it? I've got, a, I've got another screenshot of it. I pulled up real quick. It was the chief of police, um, Aurora. I was right. Aurora Department, um, the, the chief of police, Vanessa Wilson. Like Colorado? It should be Aurora, Colorado. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, where they that's allowed where the her, shooting yeah, was. Allowed her officers to be locked inside their own precinct for seven hours because she saw it as a First Amendment um, a pro, uh, an ex, an peaceful uh, exercise of their First Amendment rights. Did you see that part? Conf- they, confining they, someone to a building against their will is someone they exercising the cops their inside first- there. Like we're all in our department, and then the fucking shitbags come in and they chained the doors, barricaded them, barred them. These guys, these cops weren't getting out in for seven hours inside their own PD. So what if they would have lit the PD on fucking fire? Oh, they said it was peaceful, and then what did they find once they started? Once they cleared it out and got them out of there, they found gas cans. Explosive paraphernalia all around the department, just waiting to go off. Mostly big old cans full of uh, flammables and explosives. People need to read the Constitution. Actually, know what it says. Holy shit! So peaceful. So now, so now I'm confused peaceful. at how. Yeah, confining someone to a certain area against their will is someone else expressing their First Amendment right. Yeah, yeah. isn't that? Isn't that, that sounds like kidnapping. Yeah. Yeah, pretty sure it's a felony. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it should be uh, fucking illegal. Yeah, exactly. See how Here we go. I found, precinct full of cops. I found the whole article on on bluelivesmatter.com. Wow, right. Protesters yeah. chained door of police station locking officers inside for seven hours. Aurora police officers trapped in the District 1 station house for hours on July 3rd, the night after protesters chained the door shut and plotted to storm the building. The incident occurred when protesters demonstrated at a memorial for 23-year-old Elijah McLean. Marched to the Aurora Police Department. Uh, protesters chained the door shut outside, trapping police officers inside. Aurora Police have refused to comment on how many officers were locked inside the building for approximately seven hours. Um, here's a spokesperson from the department. The unfortunate part is they trapped our officers inside, not just them being around the building, but physically wrapping ropes and other items around the doors in the District 1 station around the entry exit gates our patrol cars came out of that was probably the most dangerous part so police found full gas cans and other homemade weapons hidden in the area around the police station um 
they're trying to take big mortar style fireworks while they were trying to untie the gates so officers could come and go. They started throwing fireworks at them. Not only that, someone had a fire extinguisher they were spraying officers with. That just sounds like a good time. Yep. Jesus Christ. And they made a point of, this was someone quoted this, um, and it doesn't say who. We didn't use any force until they started doing it to us. That's when we used 40 millimeter phone rounds, no pepper spray or tear gas or smoke. Officer Longshore. That's who said this. That so fuck Officer like, Longshore. Wow. That sounds like some people should have got shot. Yep. You can't say that. That's I racist. Just did. That's God, racist. I just did. God damn. No, I'll shoot everyone. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> so do you, guys, do you guys hear about Red Bluff, California? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Uh, of course you didn't, because it was a white guy that was shot by the cops. Ah, yeah, weird. Yeah, funny how that so happened. I was actually talking with uh, Bigger last night, and I guess he used to live down there. And, California? Uh, yeah, before him and his missus got married. Oh, okay. But he used to work, I guess there's a, a Walmart distribution center there that's huge. Oh, I bet. But uh, I guess Fuck Bigger used Walmart. to work there. And so he was sitting there explaining this whole thing to me, so, and shows me this video this guy goes in with a long gun and like posts up behind a pickup and just starts shooting at people. Big old white dude. Jesus Christ. Cop show up. First cop on scene didn't, his body cam didn't activate, whatever, something didn't happen. Um, and he starts shooting at him. And then the, the second one shows up, the sergeant gets there. And as soon as he kind of, kind of parks behind the, the pickup a little ways and he couldn't see the gun. Mm-hmm. So if he could hear the gunfire, and you can see on his body cam, you know, he yells at the guy. The guy turns around, and you see the, the gun come up, and the guy was standing between two pickups, and the the sergeant just starts lighting him up through the back window of this pickup. And he, as he makes his way around the, the pickup, he's the dude just kind of slumped over the side of the pickup. And, uh, you know, uh-huh. shows your hands, shows your hands, shows your hands. Dude falls on the ground, just fucking eats shit. And they stand there for like... It seemed like forever, just still screaming at him. It's like, well, typically, you know, after that happens, you remove the, the firearm, get it Somebody's going to cuff him. Cuff him up, start performing life-saving measures. It, God, it felt like 10 minutes watching that video that and they just, just they stood on... there and watched him. Oh, shit. Wow. Dude ends up dying at the hospital. Of course. That's what happens when you get some new but, piercings. Uh, nobody said anything about it. Huh. Oh, no. If it doesn't fit the media's agenda, it doesn't clear the local news. Yeah. That's crazy. Shit. I mean, it was the, an incredible shoot. I mean, the, the sergeant that got there, I think four shots, and he was done. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Good shooting text. Was that with a rifle? Yeah. yeah. And it was all, I, I guess, from like how tall the guy was, it was like all. So the guy had four shit. holes in him? Yeah. Four shots, four holes? I believe so. Good shooting text. Goddamn. But no, we'll never know about that one. No, no, of course not. That's the first time I ever heard about that guy yeah. thing. What did you say it was? Red Bluff, California. Red Bluff. At huh. their Walmart distributions. And of course, I'm... Oh, wait, here we go. Oh. You know, like seven, eight articles down. Walmart shocked and heartbroken following shooting. <laughs> June 28th. Fuck Walmart. I'm about to boycott. June 28th of what? This year. year. Oh, this year. Oh, shit. So not even recent. a month ago. Holy yeah. shit. Nobody knows about this. Of course not. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was going to be from like when Bigger lived there. No. How long ago that was. Son of a bitch. It was like 10 years ago that he lived there, but huh. yeah, crazy stuff. 
Yeah, no, if it doesn't fit the fucking agenda, they're not no. going to they talk about that shit. I'm really curious, though. I really want to see this defund shit take place. Like, especially the Berkeley. It's already happened in our county. <laughs> Involuntarily. <laughs> Since 2012. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> what, what was the snippet on that? Because I've got to have certain personnel that we know listen to just that one part. Oh, they can listen to the whole thing and deal with it. <laughs> What, that? Just that one part. And they'll love it. They will. Uh, No bad teams, only bad leaders. Exactly. It's amazing how that works, isn't it? Very much so. Oh, let's see. Oh, I forgot all about the the blue flu. How would you you feel if you were told, okay, no more traffic stops, Joe Blow off the road. Yeah, this is true. Joe were told that. Yeah, nobody. So were we. During the whole coronavirus thing. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were told. You don't have to tell him not to do traffic stops. Yeah, you don't have to tell me. (laughs) You didn't hear no complaints from me. (laughs) Okay. Um, But yeah, you're you're getting told, okay, Joe Blow off the street. We're hiring him to do traffic stops. They're going to be in charge of traffic stops now. Not sworn. No uniform. How, first off, I want to ask you, how the fuck are you going to get away with that? Like, who, How are they going to know to stop for you? First off, I'm assuming you have to give them lights and sirens. But if someone steps yeah, out in a khaki and a polo with a fucking tie, you're going to start wondering, like, okay, who's the serial killer? Sounds like there's going to be a lot of radio traffic that consists of, can I get a real cop over here, please? Yeah. Can I get a Can I get a marked unit to my location? No. What's that? No, that's your job, not mine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, have fun trying to figure out how you're going to detain that 400-pound Mexican with 10 pounds of cocaine in the back of his car. When he don't want to go. Yeah, and he decides, <sighs> oh, that's right. He doesn't have to fight you. He's just going to blow your brains out. Yeah. We had a gun. They're, but they're not going to do that because it's not a cop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, of yeah. Of course. You took out the main issue right it's there. It's just like Minneapolis is going to start sending social workers to domestic violence incidents. I would love to see that happen. <laughs> oh, God. Because isn't that like number three killer for cops? Well, and Domestic the, violence incidents? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the two, up there. I the know. two Texas officers, that's what they were killed doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going to a domestic violence. Yep. That they fe- said that was an ambush, though, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, which most DV ones are. Somebody called the in. The female then, that was, she was, they were trying to get to her. This was last year, one of the fallen ones she they were trying to get to her for 45 minutes but they're pinned down by rifle fire oh i remember, remember that? that one yeah. yeah at the apartment building lady called because her ex who they had a who they had a protection order between each other had showed up she wanted someone there her and her partner showed up he was in the garage started shooting them shot and they figured shot and killed her almost immediately it was a high high powered rifle um, the female cop got shot and killed. yeah she got shot and killed but they mm-hmm. weren't able to get to her because they, they set up a bear, um, a perimeter, but they weren't able to get to her because they were being pinned down by um, so, him in the garage. So she back. just laid there dead in the driveway for 45 minutes? Yeah, because they couldn't get to her at all. Until they finally, I think they drove like an MRAT type vehicle in, got her body, and then were able to get out. But there was also black people on the outsides um, who didn't know exactly what was going on That because her partner got shot too. He lived... We're saying, fuck the police. I hope they fucking die. Someone actually told him to shut the fuck up because one of the cops had got shot. There's these bunch of thugs, mostly oh, black people, saying shit like this. I mean, filming cops, you know, spitting at them, yelling curse words while they're driving to the uh, scene of this incident that was going on. 
It's like that's what I don't get is. Yeah, I do, but I don't. At, at some point, when is it okay for a cop to just punch someone in the fucking face? Right? No shit. Well, You're some... the use of force es- expert here. Yeah, exactly. Answer it. Riddle I'd us say, this. Riddle I'd say, that, Batman. I'd say yeah. if I'm standing on a perimeter and somebody spits in my face, I'm going to knock them the fuck out. That's assault, technically. Yeah. 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 I mean, you might have to answer why you hit them and you didn't just Well, no, if they them, spit but... on you, then that's battery. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's yes. battery. Yeah. So, yeah, punch him in the face. Fuck yeah. I was in but fear I've that always... they were going to continue to attack me. My f- my favorite video is once that, that riot guy was holding his rifle up and someone went to, like, put his, like, grab oh, his and rifle, the, put it the in. the right hook just, boom! Or was a left hook, actually. I think that was a foreign. Have you seen that one? No. It no. was a, no, he had a gas gun. Was it a he gas gun? He had a tear gas gun and he brought it. No, it was in Seattle. Was it Seattle? It wasn't foreign. It was in Seattle. He brought up this gas gun to launch a canister, and this Antifa guy came and put his hand on top of the barrel and started pushing it down. He let go with the left hand and just came right over with a left hook and just flush, nose, mouth, punched oh. the shit out of this guy. It was wow. phenomenal. That's good shit. Right? Pull it up. It's like, yeah, don't touch my gun. That's how you get shot and killed. That's, yeah, that's how you get really dead. Yeah. Have you guys heard of Officer Tatum? Tatum. Black that guy. Sounds familiar. It rings a bell. Black guy. He was a cop in, I want to say, Arizona, maybe. Um, he does YouTube stuff and watches stuff. It's pretty incredible, oh, I guess. My at the beginning of the, the George Floyd thing, he penned an open letter um, regarding white privilege. And he was talking about how just white people saying that they have white privilege is in itself racist and it's stupid. And he's like, you're going to tell me that a black person born to wealthy black parents that are attorneys, that child has less privilege than a white kid born to a crackhead mother. Y'all are idiots. Not yeah. wrong. And he just, I mean, you know, he just goes on, off on the stage like, hey, you know, he's hes never once had an issue buying a home, getting a mortgage, getting a loan, buying a vehicle. Well, what Everything. Was, uh, he's like, tell me, what is it that, that being black is precluding me from being able to do that a white person can? He's like, you people are stupid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that was, I think it was on CNN. It wasn't the Terry Crews thing, but it was... I think it was Morgan Freeman. I think. I hope. But they, uh, oh yeah, there's the video of that. Boom! Oh, right that's in the nice. face. Yeah. Get off my tear gas gun. Yeah. That's mine. So, there was a cop that did not want to have to do paperwork for losing equipment, right? Right, there. exactly. <laughs> so, no, it was, uh, I think it was Morgan Freeman. He's sitting at a table with the same CNN guy that walked all over fucking Terry Crews. Uh-huh. Don Lemon. Yeah, that guy. Thank you. And he, uh, he asked him, he's like, do you think racial inequality is a thing? And he just, the straight answer was no. Yeah. And of course, Lemon kind of sits there and he's like, well, uh, uh, and he's like, look at me and you just set your goal of what you want to do and do it. Exactly. Ben Carson. He's my favorite example. Now provided he's like blown the fucking, like what you can do as a black man out of the water. Like mm-hmm. first neurosurgeon to separate uh, conjoined twins without one of them dying. The very first man. Always when you had conjoined twins. Damn. First, first to- man, not black man. 
man period. exactly yeah period not not taking color out of it thank you period yes, yes. but no this is true it's like he can't he drew, grew up in the hood the kid had came over single mom single single family his dad wasn't in the picture his mom worked multiple jobs so that he could go to school and at one point he almost landed himself in fucking juvie and started off a criminal right when he went to shiv his buddy because he was pissed he had anger issues he was mad Fucking damn! Some guy, kid said something to him. He took whipped a pocket knife out and went to stab him. The only thing that stopped him was that kid's fucking belt buckle broke that knife off. Yeah, cheap ass knife. Right, exactly. Fucking bro- snapped it off right there. That would have ended him and started him off with a record, and it could have been a completely different story. Been fucked. And he realized, okay, I need to get my shit in line. And he went to school, fucking paid his way through, and scholarships. Met his wife, uh, Candy. Right, Candy Carter, I believe is mm. his wife's name. Yeah, oh. but no, most successful. He, re- he was running for president too at one point when um, Trump was running, and now he's the part of uh, urban and rural development. HUD, yeah, yeah. And so there's a great example right there. He grew up in a very like against what's I don't know what correct wording is against him. Like all the cards were not in his favor. Yeah, but he made the best of it, and he's the most successful neurosurgeon in the history of fucking doctors. Mm-hmm. And so they don't tell me that you can't fucking make a life. He ran for president. Yeah. And he's an actual black man, not a half black man yeah. that, that got elected president who Right, exactly. He's actually just, half white. Yeah. Yes. But it's only convenient to be black when when it's convenient. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Good Lord Health and Mercy. And so yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. Uh, like people down I went to the academy with some people that actually lived in New Mexico, which they call New Mexico like, you know, the land of entrapment, or that's certain parts of it, I guess. But um, they'd get up and tell their life story. And these were, these were white people. Like, they'd start crying, like, I grew up in the shittiest part of the hood, and I'd, I didn't know what a good life was, and, you know, all these. And they'd say shit like entitled and stuff like that. And they're white. And it's like, first off, on the note of this, don't use this as your sob story. I'm sorry, you got a rough beginning, but it's America. We got 50 other, 49 other states. You, there's plenty of other spots for you to go. There's Mickey D's everywhere. You can probably get a job there. Make a choice. Make a choice. Mm-hmm. But it's just that on the note of being neutral on everything, it goes to show you black people also aren't the only ones who grow up in a, I don't like to use the word pressed, but in a shitty environment, you know, with the cards stacked against them. Oh, no. There's plenty of white people, Hispanics. Go to Asians. the barrios in Southern California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even in. Poor ass Mexican people. Even right. just being a police officer, how many kids have you seen where you're in your head, you're like, this kid's fucked. Right. Because mm. they have no no mom, no dad, no grandma, no grandpa, no structure, no consistency, no discipline, no affection, no nothing. Right. Exactly. And it's, it's called just, niche. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No shit, right? Fuck. But then it, it's just like you look at, and you can, you can be like, well, this kid has like nothing helping him out. Like if he's going to, if they're going to do it, they're, they got to do it on their own. Right. And yep. it's, it, it doesn't matter what color they are. They, it's, Everybody. And then on the note of niche, what the problem that I, so like back in the day, um, grandma and grandpa, um, grandpa Mike, who used to work for LPD, dad, dad's dad and mom, they, dad and his oldest little brother, they grew up with a niche family back in the day when like a family would move in Mm -hmm. to niche housing and then you'd have kids, you'd cook them food, help them with their homework. It was an actual family. They weren't just these problem kids that were shipped there and to get out, get them out of somebody's hair. Yeah, get because foster homes can't handle them. Right. Back when actually niche like, and these kids would they give them structure, they give them a loving family, um, a home, and they were disciplined. They were treated like their own children, and then they were kicked out into the world, and they were usually very successful. Now, the way the system has been created is that you can't do shit for these kids. You got a problem, child, you can't spank their ass. 
which some of them need. Some of them just need a good ass whooping to let mm-hmm. them know, hey, I love you. Don't be a dumb fuck. Yep. And mm-hmm. and so you create these problems, and then when they're 18 and the state no longer has jurisdiction over you or cannot, you kick them out, and what do they become? Shit bags. Most of them do. If they're not, they figured their shit out before they turned 18. They're doing something with their life. And so it's just the system has been allowed to make everybody out to be a victim when really, you know, some people just need tough love. I'm sorry. Yeah. You had shitty parents. You had a shitty, you, you were just, you you got a shit deck of cards. I'm sorry, but we love you. We're going to help you out. We're going to get you on your feet. Yeah. We're not mom and dad by blood, but we're going to love you like our own. Hmm. Fuck up. We're going to let you know. And here's some life skills. We'll get you on your feet. And it doesn't do that anymore. It's, it just blows my mind because then you end up with just, you know, these calls for runaway juvenile. Oh, the worker's following them. So grab them. Grab them. Smack them in the back of the head. Quit being a dumb shit. You know, you want to go out in the world by yourself and figure this shit out on your own? Okay. Bye. Don't fucking show up anywhere. And if I catch you fucking robbing somewhere, you're going to the big boy pen. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty Have much. Have fun like figuring life out, you little pain in the ass. Exactly. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And that's, but, I mean, I knew, I know I had to sit down with a, a detective in the Yakima area because we were just talking about shit, mm-hmm. specifically gang stuff. And it's mostly. That? No. I'd offer you some, Jeff, but you got to work. <laughs> I'd just have to be a little 0.08. No, <laughs> Not on the record. No, I don't want any. But it's. We were sitting down and we were talking about this and we were talking about basically why in low income communities or just in situations where there's no parent, there's no nothing, why gang culture can become so prominent so quickly Mm -hmm. because raising a cop is a lot like, well, leading cops is halfway like raising a kid to raise a kid. You need about six things in total. You need love, nourishment, uh, walls and a roof, preferably. Mm -hmm. And then you need consistency. You need structure and you need consequence. Cops need the last three, right? You need structure so like your chain of command, mm-hmm. you need consistency, which you know when I go to work, this is what I'm expected to do and this is what I'm not to do. Mm-hmm. And you need the consequence so you know if I fuck up and do something I'm not supposed to do, this is what's going to happen. Right. The The whole six for raising a kid is if you got to love them or somebody's got to. They need nourishment. You got to eat. You might as well feed the kid. Right. And they need the structure, the attention. Like it's all, but that's why the last three, the three that are important to cops is the same reason kids go to gangs. Because they don't have it at home, and you go to a gang, you've got structure, you know who you answer to. If you're peddling dime bags on the corner, you know who you get your dime bags from. That's who you answer to. Right. You know your structure. You know when I go pick up my half pound of weed, I'm expected to separate it into this much, I'm expected to sell it for this much, and I'm expected to give this person this much money by the end of the week. And you know that if you don't do that, you know what the fuck's going to happen. Exactly. It's the same three things. Makes sense. It's just the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Yep. But yeah, I can see that. It makes, you know, yeah. If you don't have that in your life, you're going to turn to one of two things. Yeah. You're going to go find something that gives it to you, or you're going to go to the easiest thing, which is usually a gang. Yeah. And you're you're going to find it, which, and yeah, there are the exceptions. There's exceptions everywhere. There's kids that, like that doctor that separated the twins. Like he, every looking at him growing up, everybody thought he was probably going to go one way. He went completely the opposite direction mm-hmm. there's kids out there that you think oh they've got everything they need they're fine and then they fucking flip a script find hard drugs and go completely the wrong fucking direction right but yeah. then 
for the most part, it's either if you don't have those three things, you're going to find it. It's just a matter of where you're going to find it at. Yeah. You know, some there's plenty of kids or there's plenty of men in professional sports that found it in sports. Right. There's people in gangs that found it in gangs. There's people in the police force that found it in the police force. There's mm-hmm. people in the military. We know a guy that found it in the military. Mm-hmm. He didn't have it growing up. He went to the Marine Corps and he fucking found it. Yeah. He doesn't talk about, oh, I've never heard him talk about his actual family because to him, the Marine Corps is his family. Chocolate. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now I'm checking. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like most of the Marines I worked with. Well, yeah, and for the most part, there's probably a large portion of them that are. They mm-hmm. didn't have these things, and they found them. Well, like, what was it, that one kid, whether it's true or not, um, he scored like a 94 or 96 on his ASVAB, smart as fuck, and he went in, and he told his recruiter, well, when he first went in, he's like, I want to be a grunt. I want to be infantryman. Did his ASVAB, smart as shit, fucking just smart kid, straight A's in school, good at what he did. And the recruiter's like, okay, you have almost a perfect ASVAB. Why do you want to be infantryman? Because he's like, I'm tired of being a pussy. And the the recruiter's like, sign here. Fuck, what can you say? Like the kid yeah. just wanted he wanted he wanted man up. And it's like a little bit on a different note, but he he wanted something that was going to turn him into a man. You know, he knew where he lacked in life, so he went somewhere and found it. And Marines will definitely give that to you. I'll give Marines props, being crane eaters and all. They still are the one branch of the military who has consistently stayed the same besides you can't can't hit a fucking marine recruit anymore yeah still think should be a thing but why not for 13 weeks you're not allowed to touch a phone talk to anybody you live and breathe marines Mm -hmm. navy you get your phone now did you know that when did you go all the time i went in 10 i didn't get my phone i got one phone call you get your phone in navy boot camp now navy army and air force yeah like the whole time or just certain times certain times oh air force you get it all the time did they have the the new structure built by disney no oh the um the battleships yeah battle stations yeah was that the one that was like kind of underground and shit i have no fucking clue because when i went my division was the last division to actually do battle stations in their boots and run it we did what else did everybody else do apparently for tennis shoes a while after us okay so we did we still did in full uni yeah oh because you guys were in the blueberries at that point huh yeah um, Speak I English, think fuckers. I think we did. Um, <laughs> the digital blue camis that. But you oh, had it on it. You had it on like a gotcha. fake ship, right? You'd have no. Oh, you didn't have we, that. We had to run to the different points on the base. Uh huh. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, no, we didn't do that. Yeah, that's what we did. Oh shit! No, we marched to one oh, spot fuck. and then we had battle stations inside the ship, which was pretty cool. You had to climb up and down, and like it was like you said, it was Disney's one. I didn't. Know I think Disney was yeah, Disney partnered with the Navy for it. Oh, I believe makes sense because they were. It was good. Cool. But my bad. Um, but yeah, no. Um, in Navy boot camp, you get your, I, you still, I think you get access to your phone, like your cell phone. Yeah, you get access to your cell phone at, at certain. Is times. it like Fletzy? Like you get it at nighttime when you're not doing class. That's shit the Army or? and Air Force. That's the Army and Air Force. The Navy, I think, is still a little bit stricter ish. Because I know I had a buddy that was an Army medic. Calls. When I was there, you I got three phone calls. I got one, and then when we finished on twelve weeks, or how long? Eight, nine, eight or nine. No, so we got one like the the ten second phone call when you got there. Yeah, hi here, I'm here, I'm alive. That's right. Yeah, and then um, we got one partway through boot camp. So we got it's two like halfway, halfway just to let family know, hey, this is our graduation day. This, this, and this, and this, so you can plan on coming, make arrangements right. and stuff like that. 
and then that was it. Yep. Until Did they have movie took, nights? I had heard rumors about movie nights. We never got movie nights. No. Outside no, of watching I, videos for like training and stuff. I used to work with a guy that was an army medic that said they would get their phones on the weekends if the class didn't fuck up. Yeah. I talked fuck to up. a girl all through army boot camp and I'd almost talk to her every single night. After, from boot, after, from boot camp? While she was in boot camp. Like the first two oh, weeks I didn't hear from her. But then after that. But I guess now they have it. Um, Don't they have emotion in, cards now? No, they do. That's a real thing. That's not a joke. I'm not joking. Yeah. They, <laughs> stress cards? Stress cards. Yeah, stress they, cards. So they actually used them for you guys? We never had them. We so, never had them. That was like shortly after us. So they tried to implement them when, like, when I first got there. Uh-huh. Um, our RDC was like, all right, we know these things are going around. If you try to stress card us. Like we will take you in the laundry room and we will beat your ass. Awesome. So let me, yes, okay. So <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard the term stress card, but, and I kind of get the point of it. Like if, the, if it's getting too much for you, you're supposed to pull your stress card. But is that like a legit, like if you pull this fucking stress I've card, got a vagina. You, yeah. It's got a what? You're a pussy. Oh, well, I know that. But what what I mean is like the whole point of it is like if the instructors are yelling at you and it's becoming too much, you're supposed to literally pull this card out and they're supposed to just fucking stop. Yep, fuck off pretty much. Yeah, That was my favorite part about being an instructor was like guys that were your size would crush me Uh yelling and screaming at them and making them cry. Yeah. Fantastic. It was a a game. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I... Because when I went to Fletzy... They obviously, you know, mm-hmm. they start, it's nowhere near military, I'm sure, but they started with like the shock at the beginning, like yeah. the screaming, the yelling and stuff like that. I'd never been to anything like that. So it, for me, it was like a, what the fucking, what the fucking fuck? All right. Yeah. It's and okay. then, it, and then it was literally after that, you just put it in your head. Like it's a game, it's game. to them. Yeah, they're exactly. they're going to go sit down and eat lunch and talk about how they made you, they thought you were going to cry because they did this and did that. Right. And then yeah. they're going to laugh about it. Like, it's not a... Yeah. It's like not real. all it is. Yeah. yeah, it's not real. No, and that was the thing, boot camp. As soon as you figured out it was a game... Yeah. You just get on by. You're good. Yeah. I mean, we got to the... I think we were like the last three weeks of boot camp. We got to the point where we would do shit to get in trouble so we'd get beat. Yeah. No. Just bored? Yeah. <laughs> you, you'd do something, piss off the RDC, and they'd come in. They'd say, go to abandoned ship, so you'd slide all the bunks to the outside of the, the room, mm-hmm. and guys are going to make it rain. So it'd be like push-ups, eight-count bodybuilders, until so quite literally sweating. sweat started to drip off of the ceiling. It was disgusting. Holy shit. Yeah. People would be slipping in puddles of, oh yeah, it was puke, sweat everywhere. Wow. It was fantastic. Yeah. Wow. They didn't let me keep going, because I my thing, I always get bloody noses when I'm, you know, it just gets hot and... Especially right. when I'm stressed out and stuff. Like, I just... Nose will start bleeding. I'll be fine. They wouldn't let me keep going. I would start dripping blood on the floor. Apparently, that was a no-no. And so, I'd be sitting there wiping my, you know, wiping my nose, trying to pinch it off. Trying, like, to, trying, to, trying to keep them stuff. from seeing it. Nope, they'd make me go sit back, put my head back, and and then no. I'd stop, go back out there, start bleeding again. Yeah. But... That's fucking yeah. lame. Now, boot camp, yeah. After, after the first two shock weeks, like two weeks... Yeah, yeah. yeah you're good. Yeah. No. Not a big deal. Makes yeah. sense. Kind of sucks. It's not like the old school Marine Corps days when they just beat the shit out of you because it was Tuesday? No, it's literally, yeah. They Like in Jerry day, in J-Flow's days. Yeah, j days. And yeah. then they'd beat the crap. Sometimes they'd kill them and they'd disappear. And they'd tell family it was a training accident. See, that's Dude, a... Whoops. Yep. That's one of those... Yeah, I forgot people used to die doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a training accident. Yeah. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, totally. Correct terminology. 
Oh my god, it was a training accident. Yep. Heaven have mercy. But yeah. I'm pulling my stress card. <laughs> I think they were pink just to symbolize what color you're. They probably were. Body part I'm, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google what these things look like. Do you like. remember your RDC's names? Um, I was actually thinking about this last shit, night. I just had it. Franklin. That was our main one. What was it? He, he, she? Male. Yeah. Black guy. Well, Big black guy. What was he? He was, um, he was actually a chief. And oh, he was so our head, 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 uh, RDC for the whole thing. Actually, I'll tell you that dude favored his black boys, like all the other black guys in there, like they could do no wrong. Like that. What was it like the weekend before graduation? You got to go out and get shit. I think it was oh, like over at the, in the, at the exchange. Yeah. 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 And, um, get real soap. Yeah. Real shampoo. Exactly. Flavor these deodorant. Guys, these guys would sneak shit in. And they would hide it up in the fucking, um, the cover, the baffle, or the, fucking, you know, the ceiling and stuff, and you push it up. Yeah. They'd hide shit up there. And so the word would get out, and we'd all go into beatdown, and he would fucking go and question all of us. And he'd ask them, too, but he'd never push them, and you knew it was them. Well, yeah, you'd know, because then they'd get up on their bunk in the middle of the night and fucking go up there and sneak their shit. So here's, I found, a, I found a picture of a U.S. Army stress card that apparently, it has a little black square in the middle of it. And it says, hold thumb on square for count of 10, I think, to indicate stress level. And then it's got blue is relaxed, green is something. I can't read. It's a blurry picture. Red is wow. tense and black is stressed. That can't be real. So apparently it's a test you have to pass if you want. <laughs> if I was a creator, that would make it green all the time. Oh, my God. Green is the only reactive color. Well, how hard is it to take a sharpie and color the square black and then it's always black <laughs> right oh good times so happy i'm not in anymore times you are changing times both. are changing good lord have mercy all right Even well, though i would be retiring next year yeah. isn't that sad uh, to think about though uh, yeah a buddy of mine that i joined with he's a diver and yeah he retires next well this coming January. oh he stayed in yeah ah uh, yep Disgusting. Yep, army. But diving. There's phone privileges to call home. Cell phone. It depends on your drill sergeant, but yeah. Allowed them to use when they earn their privileges to call phone. Call phone home. Fuck. Yeah, no. Kind of defeats the purpose. All right. Let me look here. What are you going to do when you go overseas and you're in a firefight for runaway? You're going to pull your stress card. What yeah. do you think? Don't shoot me. It's red. It's red. Yeah. Did you guys have anybody try to run away from boot camp? No. We did not. Did you guys? <laughs> we had two people that apparently found holes in the fence that took off. Holy shit. In the shit. middle of the night. Did, they, did you guys ever hear if they came back or found them or anything? Um, one of them, I think they found right as we were graduating. He still hung out near like NTC and RTC. They brought him back and he went right back to boot camp again. Oh, no shit, huh? Yep. Perfect. Oh. Yeah, at that point, you're owned by the government. You signed the you're dotted done. line. You're, you're done. You're government property at yeah. that point. That and we had Son another guy that actually got kicked out for pissing the bed. Oh, we had a guy. His name, I'll never he forget his name. Jarnigan. Jarnigan scored a perfect on the ASVAB, supposedly. He was a nuke tech. 
which is says a lot. Well, it's, there you yeah, go. <laughs> goofy looking dude. Like his elbows were the his elbows and knees were the same fucking size. He was just a skinny little dweeb. And What's that supposed to mean? Rude. Oh, Rude. 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 <laughs> glasses, fucking Coke, Coke bottles with his BCGs. Just ah, fucking felt bad for the kid. He's probably still doesn't get laid. He was a fucking nuke tech. So yeah. Well, he would shit his drawers. Like he would poop his pants. <laughs> but the thing was, is he wouldn't like he would he wouldn't take it. he wouldn't go and clean it up or be like, hey. I had, boom boom. I had a boom boom. I need to clean these out. <laughs> I made a boom boom. <laughs> He's like, no, he, the fucker would take them. And did you have the racks where the middle drawer would slide out? You like no. lift your bunk up and then. No, we didn't have the. You have foot so, lockers? Yeah, we had the. No, it was. So it was like the coffin racks, but it was a stand up oh, okay. shelf thing. Gotcha. So we had the coffin racks, except for you, you put your stuff in there and then you had your center drawer, which you locked. Mm-hmm. And behind it was a little bit of space about, you know. Four six inches, he would take his poopy draws. <laughs> He'd take his boom boom, stuff them in there. Thank God he was on the other side of the fucking barracks, and so I never smelt it. But the RDCs would be walking by, and they'd be like, "What the fuck is that smell?" And then they figured out that Jarnigan poo pooed his pants <laughs> just about every time he got his ass whooped too. Isn't being potty trained like a requirement? Uh, you would think, right? But Apparently I'm you, not when you're smart enough to be a fucking like, dick. All my dickheaded comments about this go- dude look goofy. Uh kind of like plays up to like you you look at the guy and you're like yeah you shit your pants once in a while i can see it you made the boom boom yeah but he graduated he made it all the way through i don't know where and now, is now today. he's probably going to be retired making shit tons of money yeah, it was a forty thousand dollars sign on bonus that god first went through damn yeah is that tax-free no. no oh no if you put it into your tsp it is my buddy that's the diver every single time he's re-enlisted he's gone tad over to the middle east uh-huh. for 30 days oh so one was like eighty thousand dollars, another was sixty, another was I think fifty was the last one. All tax free. Oh fucking lucky bitch. That's some new truck money right there. Damn. Damn. Was it like because oh, I, I got offered nuke because I scored like a ninety four on my ASVAB. So and smart. I didn't take it because I was stupid for whatever reason. I had a girlfriend, that's why I didn't want to be Did stuck you try in. the test? The nuke test? Yeah. Oh god. No. I didn't. Did you? <sighs> So I scored an 85, which uh-huh. was like right there. The, the cutoff for, yeah, you're kind of smart. Yeah. And so the the, the uh, recruiters would get bonuses for the nuke, like mm-hmm. when they put nukes in. Like, well, you're going to take the nuke test. Like, well, I want to be a, a CTI, a linguist. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, you can take the D-Lab and you can take the, the nuke test on the same day. Oh, fun. So the D-Lab basically is a defense language aptitude battery test i think mm-hmm. it, it's a made-up language and you basically have to decipher a made-up language and yeah yeah because okay. that's not hard no not at all so <laughs> i did that i failed that uh just by, i think by like two points and then 30 minutes later took the nuke test the day afterwards my head was still throbbing uh, sounds like i passed the nuke test by one point like you're a nuke i'm like the fuck I am. <laughs> fuck that. No, because they put you through four years of college in one, a little over a year and a few months. Four years of nuclear engineering school. In, oh, please, it's a master's. Please it's tell a master's me, almost. Please tell me you leave the Navy, though, with a master's. In, you no. just need a couple semesters worth, but no, you don't. Oh, no. You, just, you have to finish up school to get it. But you only need like a couple semesters worth of yeah, shit? Yeah, I think it's about a year of school. You need to finish up and you get your new... That's what my uncle did. You get your master's in... No, you get your... That you, to masters, you have to do a thesis. 
God damn. But yeah, no, 18, it's like a little under 18 months of school and you learn everything to you need to know to run a nuclear power plant. Insane. Yeah. Like non-stop I don't know. Have you ever seen the Chernobyl Diaries? That's kind of right, exactly. No thanks. It's yeah. Netflix, right? I, totally true. I, I totally think so. True. Totally. Yeah. Fuck it. It's just like Blackfish. Have you watched that? That's true. I finally watched Blackfish it. Is, is that true. the killer whale thing? Yes. yes. No, I like I like orcas. I like SeaWorld. I'm not going to watch it. No, it doesn't make the orcas look bad. No, it, it makes doesn't. the shitheads at SeaWorld look bad. Oh, God. I, did you realize SeaWorld is a multi-billion dollar industry? Did you realize that? It's not well, surprising. Have you co- been to a SeaWorld? It costs like $100 no, just to get in the I door. If I, I think when I was younger, I did. Ten years ago when we lived down in San Diego? Uh-huh. It was fucking ridiculous. Oh, I bet. We bought, we'd buy like a year pass because it was cheaper to do that. Right. And how much was a fucking year pass? $100 a person. Good God. Jesus. You can set that up here. It's okay. It won't go nowhere. No, it's okay. Set it right there. All right. <laughs> it doesn't have a mind of its own. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. I looked on CNN and they said it does. Oh. CNN says it'll, it'll grow arms and legs and a mind, and a mind for killing. There's lots of cables on this table. I don't want to fuck something up. Yeah, don't shoot our fucking yeah shoot recorder. The, shoot the recorder, damn it! That's important. No shit. It looks expensive. Oh motherfuck! Yes. I don't even know. All right. Well, let's look here. Oh yeah, hero talk. Did you get hero talk? Since we haven't done uh. Jeff-a-va. Sure. Well, while you're googling, I've got to go over my officer down page. Okay, and I've got to do today in history. Since it's been a fuck. Oh, you go ahead. You go first. Yeah. We'll build up. My computer's being day. Oh, I gotta be careful how I say that. Twenty twenty. We're gonna get us sued. We're gonna be turning it to built don't rainbow. To, don't you have to have an LLC to get sued? Don't make that public record. <laughs> <laughs> We're not making money off this shit. It don't matter. <laughs> That's true. Why is this not? We're gonna have to change the name of the show to Built Rainbow. Built Rainbow. Oh my god. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Fabulous. I really do well on my asses. Was connected to the 5G, and apparently 5G doesn't work very well. Oh shit! But it did map the entirety of your house. It did, yes. And it God. did make the COVID. Oh, oh they're saying yeah. now that 5G did COVID. 5G. Oh, I was going to say COVID? that would be a great conspiracy. Sounds up. No, that was when it first came out. Oh yeah. It, it, well, COVID or yeah. 5G we did in one of our episodes. 5G. We talked about 5G in one of our episodes. Yeah. We? Yeah. When literally scientists and doctors are saying this is the stupidest thing that America's ever allowed it into causes its environment. cancer and cell Well, for 5G to work properly, you have to have line of sight or a repeater every 100 meters. That is a lot of microwaves fucking coursing through your body. Yeah, it And is. it can be weaponized. It's a real thing. It's not a conspiracy. 5G can be weaponized. And so... Yeah, but the internet's so fast. It is very fast. This <laughs> no, is true. No more buffering. And uh, you can play your games anywhere. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or stream your Netflix. Oh my god. Netflix and chill. What else am I supposed to do? Pull people over? I don't think so. I don't know very many people are gonna care about this, but French Revolutionary Storm Bastille. <sighs> Nobody cares. July twelfth. It's the fourteenth. I was about to say you're off, dude. Wow. Yeah. No. Oh. Apparently History it's, Net It's the meds. It's the, it meds. Is the meds. Tell you. Don't tell. Oxycodone's a great thing. It's the trembolone. Yeah, there is the trembolone sandwiches. Hungarians defeat. Where did that one go? The Ottomans at the Battle of Belgrade. I remember reading about that. I used to like history a lot. Uh, there's well, they're changing history now. They are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, certain things you can't talk about. It's just like yeah, get rid of our history. 
in well i mean it's been going on for a while but what they what they teach people is an agenda of what they want taught and remembered which is sad because history should be taught all sorts of it good bad the other you know the rate the the racist horrible stuff that happened how bad hitler was he exactly yeah, how but about no that? we don't even talk about that shit how about that like fuck like kids aren't gonna know what a hitler stash is and why it's an insult <laughs> it is pretty funny though it is very funny yeah the George Washington Carver National Museum in Joplin, Missouri, becomes the first national park honoring an African-American. Hmm. It's so fitting. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, 64, the United States sends 600 more troops to Vietnam. 600 troops is, I mean, it's quite a bit. It's but not that much. Not, not that much. Oh, here, Nazi Germany. No to Nazis. <laughs> Nazi Fuck, Germany. Fucking Nazis. Promulg- promulgates. The law for protection of hereditary health, the beginning of euthanasia program. Gently, what they're saying is kill all the impure they started humans. Started killing yeah. folks. If you're not blonde hair, blue eyed, you did. Which 1933. So how did Hitler make it? That's what I want to know. Right. Yeah. Rumor is he was half Jewish. That's the rumor. I, I heard was, that. Yeah. I heard that too. Look. And he also had black hair and brown eyes. The fuck, dude. Yeah. Maybe that was going to be like his finale. If we just would have let him work it all out, he would have jumped in there right at the last one. Um, no, he's too narcissistic and loved himself too much. That's true. We all know that guy. Is that it? Is that all they got? Or are you still Googling stuff? Over I'm there? just looking at what Hitler's... Um, Genealogy? Yeah. Dude, that's not going to be on there. That's been erased. Yeah, it's been Probably. erased. Relatives George answers. Soros paid to have it taken off. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Google faster. Had Jewish and African ancestors. Jewish <laughs> and African. Wow. Wow. It's like the trifecta. Yeah. It says that he was not himself was not Jewish. Jewish. How are you? How not are if you, you not if you are? Right, exactly. <laughs> I identify as a fat black woman. Does that count? I identify as... You don't have big enough boobies for it, so no. I, de- I identify as that Jeff Bezos guy, so... Who's that? The guy that owns Amazon. Amazon. Oh, yeah. I'll take my money now. I'll Quick identify his, as his gay lover. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming he's gay. Accepted. Accepted. Okay, so on, right. to, on to the Officer Down Memorial page. Since it's been a hot minute... I have a few. <sighs> 14 and how long from the from the 18th of june about a month almost a month almost a month 18 police on a day police officer it's like one every two days true okay somebody was homeschooled yeah true that is very true (laughs) very very true (laughs) i'm not even gonna deny that one boys (laughs) oh shit okay so Let's see. On the 18th, police officer Destin Lagiza of the Brentwood Police Department in Tennessee uh, died from vehicular assault. On the 19th, police officer Michael Lee, Navajo Division of Public Safety, actually died of COVID-19. On the 24th, Assistant Chief Gail Green Gilliam of the Phoenix City Police Department in Alabama. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh... Died of COVID-19, apparently. She was much... She was 
older, though, so it kind of makes sense. On the 24th, Master Detention Deputy Lynn Jones of the Lake County Sheriff's Office died of COVID-19, so three in a row. Uh, The 25th, Correctional Officer Richard Bianchi of the California Department of Corrections died in an automobile crash. 27th, Sergeant Dale Multer of the Travis County Constable's Office, Precinct 5 in Texas, died of COVID-19. Seriously? Yeah. Holy crap. Uh, On the 30th, Sergeant Craig Johnson with the Tulsa Police Department died of gunfire. On July 1st, Police Officer Jason Judd of the Peoria Police Department in Arizona uh, died in a motorcycle crash. On the 3rd... Chief Deputy Lee Weber of the Hughes County Sheriff's Office in South Dakota uh, drowned. Um, On the 4th, Police Officer Anthony Dia of the Toledo Police Department in Ohio died of gunfire. On the 4th as well, Correctional Officer Kenneth Harbin, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, died of COVID-19. On July 11th, Police Officers... Edomiro Garza Jr. and Ismael Chavez uh, both passed away at gunfire. Both of them, McAllen Police Department in Texas. And then on the 1st of July, um, K-9 Leo of the Wake Forest Police Department in North Carolina died of heat exhaustion. Fuck. Oh, and this was also one that was before then too. On On June 10th, Canine Rao, R-A-O, of the South Carolina Highway Patrol, died of what they called duty-related illness. I think I remember seeing some. I think he was on an A&E episode. Doesn't that name sound familiar? No? No. For some reason it does. Uh, I know the dog you're talking about. That was Flex. Oh, no. Is that the one I showed you? Yeah, that was one. You showed me that one, but I saw Rao, Rao, R-O-W-E. No, R-A-O. Hmm, maybe I'm, I might be. Looks uh, like Leo was a yellow lab, and Rao looked like a mix, looked like a Shepherd Malinois mix. Yeah. Send the note of that law enforcement really does. This just touches on officers that are killed in the line of duty. Right. No one realizes that also last year we lost 228 cops to suicide. Those aren't counted in Leo deaths because they weren't in the line of duty. More cops are killed by suicide or take their own lives than cops that are killed really duty related to duty related incidents. Oh, so yeah. there's, um, anybody who's listening, of course there's help out there for people. If you know anybody, remember that cops have mental health too. It's not just your veterans, veterans. They have a lot of mental health inc- issues too. Um, mm. but your cops do too. And so well, the one thing, and I, I don't know how, they need to work on their shit though, because there are phone numbers out there for like first responder related. Bluehelp.com. Yeah, or Bluehelp is one. Yeah, there's phone numbers or websites and stuff like that. But I've heard shitty reviews on them, because obviously they don't have much, if any, funding. So mm-hmm. they're all volunteer based. It's right. literally just people pitching in. But I've read reviews on some of these phone numbers where it's like, I called to talk about like things that are on my mind, and this retired cop picked up. And he wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, like, I started talking, and he was, like, trying to relate and just started telling me his life story. Hmm. And it's like, dude, 
That's Shut up. Yeah. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just start a not, start a podcast. Not why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> they should. That'd be a great place. Right, exactly. That's a great you know, place to babble. I, I need you to help me right now. Help me help you yeah. shut the hell up. And you know, the thing, I've thought about this a lot. Usually, I don't know why I think about it when I'm working out. But on the note of veteran suicides, cop suicides, is like they've tried, and you know, from the immense amount of trains that we get in suicide prevention and stuff like that, you know, watching out for your fellow sailor, military, marine, fucking all that. I don't think the answer is ever going to be training everybody enough. Because that's not what it comes down to. It doesn't, he didn't off himself because his buddy didn't come up to him and ask him, are you going to commit suicide? It's not why he was for whatever reason made up in his head that he didn't, couldn't ask for help. And, and that's not just the environment or the people you work around. I I don't know. I don't think there's an answer for it. Honestly, if they want help, they're going to get help. If they're done, they're, they're fucking done. That's it's sad to say, but it's true Mm -hmm. to a point is when they're done, they're done. Like I was a, we were, no, you weren't working out with me that day. I was at the gym with a buddy. He was sitting there doing his fucking bench press and he sit up and he just literally got a call while I was sitting there warming up. And I've known him for years just from working out there that his friend that he had deployed with had just killed himself. And he brought up a good point. He's like, it's always the ones that are funny, happy, seem to be the best spot in their lives. They're excited about life. They're the ones who kill themselves. They're not the ones who you think you need to walk up to. Hey dude, are you all right? No, the ones who are having a shitty day and let you know they're having a shitty day, those are the ones you don't have to worry about because they're not afraid of letting their emotions out. The ones that are always happy and good and seem to be in a good spot in life, those are the ones that it just seems to be the ones that end up taking their own lives. And it's sad. So it's, you know, anybody's listening, don't blame yourself if this happens to a friend of yours. Pay attention and just, I guess, take care of your mental health and help your fellow friend, military officer, what have you. It's important to take care of your mind. If you got to call in sick because you're having a shitty day and you need to just hang out with your family, fucking do it. Might as well. You know what I mean? I went on a whole rabbit trail with that, but it's just something that's been on my head a lot lately. So basically right. what you're saying is if you got issues, man up and say something. Exactly. Yeah. Because trust me, you're, you're, yes, your stuff's done. You're over. Life's done for you. You don't have to worry about whatever's bothering you anymore. Everybody else, though. Well, that's the thing that pisses yeah. me off. Yeah. It's, it's just, just like, it's cowardly. It's mm-hmm. just the it thing, is. like working in the jails, like the people that come in and you have to ask them like the whole, are you, if you say yes to the, are you suicidal question, you're not fucking suicidal. Yeah. Like, okay, I have to do this stupid procedure where I give you this stupid blanket and shit that won't tear and blah, blah, blah. But if you're going to, if you have your mind made up that you're going to do it, you're going to fucking do it. Yeah. And you're not going to tell anybody about it because they're going to prevent you. Yeah. Getting Cause they're going to prevent you from doing it. Yeah. Like literally every Every suicidal attempt or success that I've heard of, nobody fucking knew it was coming. No. It was never yeah. never a thing. Nope. And and it's sad. And it, like you said, it's the, it's the cowardly way out. There are options out there. I mean, modern medicine and modern psychology, counseling, buddies, beer therapy. Like I mean, I, I get like old people that are terminal that have lived their life. I yes, mean, we've talked about this. Like yeah. Switzerland. I, I get that. Yeah. You know? I mean, we had a family friend of ours that's i mean he was old as balls and i mean he was just i think it was his third round of cancer mm-hmm. chemo was just wrecking him yep and just like i'm, I'm done i'm done yep well done. that's like yeah we've talked about like switzerland is one of the companies where assisted countries. yeah your country yeah what did i say companies oh yeah whatever kind of it is kind of is yeah yeah but they're one of the countries where assisted suicide is legal yeah. And they have these clinics where you can go in. Like I watched a documentary on one. It was an old guy on probably like his third or fourth round of cancer and didn't want to do it anymore. 
So he went in. He had to go through multiple psychological evaluations. He had to sign multiple waivers. His family was there. They hooked him up to an IV, basically like a lethal injection system. They hooked him up. Um, the cameras had to leave the room before he did it, but the law stated he, he had a button in his hand. He had to be the one to push that button. Nobody, Unless you had power of attorney, nobody else could push that button for you. And he was when the cameras left, he was laying in a bed surrounded by his kids, his grandkids. I don't know who else. And cameras left, and he hit the button. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wouldn't you rather do that than have to go through the, like, grandpa put a shotgun in his mouth? Right. For yeah. no reason? Clean or for, yeah. yeah. Like they had in Lewis County several weeks ago. Um, guy had a very thoughtful, if you will, written out suicide note that he, and it said right on there, suicide note. So mm-hmm. he made, made sure when they found it, that's exactly what it was. And they knew what it was that he said, you know, I've had a good life. This, you know, pretty much his, he, he nobody's split up with his wife. He had terminal pain that he couldn't get rid of. It affected his marriage, they ended up splitting. She was somewhere else and he had no one around. He was very clean. He was also a very smart guy, apparently, because, I mean, his house was OCD. He was OCD. And then he was also very intelligent. And he was just done. He didn't want to live that quality of life anymore. And mm-hmm. he was at 357, or maybe it was 38, one of the two, um, through the mouth, top of the head. And he, he, he even went through, one of the officer, one of the deputies we know, he went through and he actually laid out, like, plastic and everything, trying to be, like, mindful of how easy it would be to clean up. And did a pretty good job, actually, apparently, except for the stuff that hit the wall and the ceiling. And the walls and the ceiling. Yeah. Well, that's but, like, I, I've told you about the guy in Lewiston on Snake River Ave, mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. He was, it was in his car. It wasn't in his uh, house. Right. But he'd been, di- he'd been diagnosed with cancer again, was old. His wife had passed away. His kids had their own family. Or he got diagnosed with dementia mm-hmm. or Alzheimer's, something like that. Kids were off living their own lives with families. Wife is gone. He was by himself. And then he just made phone calls, left voicemails, said, hey, I'm, I'm going to go home. And he didn't mean his house. Yeah. And I think I think he used a twenty two. Yeah. Just to the side of the head in one side, bounced around and done. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones that yeah, like you said, Jeff, I'd I don't I don't see anything really necessarily wrong with it at all. It's the ones where you're young, you have family, kids like fuck. Yeah, you got small hey, children. There's shit out there for you. You got friends, trust me. There's people who love you. Yeah. yeah. You got friends. But <sighs> we said ran some. No. Oh. oh. Oh yeah. This was actually really easy. Oh, there you go. Um it was my wife's idea. So actually this guy is local mm-hmm. to us. Um I actually had the honor of going to school with this guy when we were kids. Me, him, and his little brother were actually confused for being brothers a lot. <laughs> um so I'll, actually, I'll just read the the Tribune article. This was a while ago. But anyways, um, Captain Luke Wollenweber, the executive officer of Company A, 1st Battalion, 506th Infantry, was killed in action on Tuesday, November 16th, 2004, um, in a city in Iraq. Can't pronounce that. Four weeks shy of his 25th birthday. Captain Wollenweber had volunteered for a security mission to give an enlisted man the day off. A violent explosion detonated by a homicide bomber in a civilian car did its work. Described by some men as the toughest guy they ever knew, Luke was intelligent, kind, of the highest integrity, and capable of great intensity. Uh, 
and he was exceedingly funny. His family and friends basked in his devotion. With these people, he exuded warmth. He was strong in every way. For example, while in junior high and high school, he spontaneously and uh, genuinely would show affection to his mother in public. Similar, he honored, loved, and trusted his dad. They were in many ways closest friends. Um, this gift was given to his family for a bit more than 9,000 days by the merciful and compassionate God of the Bible. Luke moved to Lewiston from Moscow with his family in 1986 at six and a half years old. He attended Shiloh School, that's actually where I met Luke, um, for several years and entered Jennifer Junior High in eighth grade. In ninth grade, Jennifer Junior High honored him as freshman of the year. That year he played football, was an honor roll student, and was selected for Babe Ruth All Star, the Babe Ruth All-Star team. He also shot his first year in ninth grade. The summer after that, um, he flew in a puddle jumper with his seventh grade brother and neighbor to the Selway Bitterroot Wilderness and hiked about 70 miles over five days. That summer, Luke and his dad visited battlefields and historic sites in Virginia, Gettysburg, PA, and Washington, D.C. Later, one of Luke's high school teachers said Luke had the most comprehensive grasp of American history of any high school student she'd ever known. At Lewiston High School, Luke was an honor roll um, and achieved an accumulative 3.7 GPA. In 11th grade, he played junior varsity football, joined the varsity team for the playoffs and the state championship. I think that was the last time LHS actually won a state championship no shit huh <laughs> yeah yeah um he was a lawyer on the lhs mock trial team he received a university of idaho alumni idaho top scholar award he was inducted into the national honor society and he was nominated for national youth leadership forum on law and constitution he also lifted weights hunted backpacked um, and partially rebuilt a 1972 jeep worked occasionally in a law office and regularly hugged his mom in 12th grade luke was bru a bruiser still uh, he was elected president of the lhs chapter of national honor society he took several advanced placement classes he started on the varsity football team he was the defensive lineman of the year north idaho <clears throat> second team and he was a mere 150 pounds soaking wet and he was a KLEW Prep Athlete of the Week. He excelled as a lawyer on the mock trial team, and he kept working on his Jeep. Um, he applied and was accepted to the Mil Virginia Military Institute. Uh, Luke was Luke's cadet years at VMI were intense. One saying at a VMI at VMI is high school hero VMI zero. So I guess it's kind of like the Naval Academy where you just and become a turd. Right. During Luke's freshman year, rat year, he lived in the old barracks whose walls still hold a few cannonballs from an 1864 federal attack. Stonewall Jackson's classroom <laughs> from the 1850s was located beneath Luke's room. During Luke's sophomore and junior years, he served on the cadre, which is like helping out with training. Mm-hmm a select group of cadets that oversee and administer military training at VMI. First as a corporal and later as a sergeant. Uh, as a junior and senior, he served on the RAT Disciplinary Committee. I guess that's you know, taking care of the new guys. I don't think we call that uh, hazing anymore. <laughs> so sad. 
and served as a Gideon bearer for Echo Company his senior year. After his freshman year at VMI, Luke completed the Army Basic Combat Training Course at Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and was appointed the platoon guide with responsibility of more than 45 men. As such, he led and counseled men many years his senior. This was his first experience in being responsible for problems of other men every day from the time he woke up until the time he fell asleep. Also, when any of his men screwed up, the drill sergeants scuffed up Luke. During his sophomore year, Luke participated in VMI's Ranger Challenge team uh, that defeated teams from 17 other colleges. The competition included all matters relating to combat. In the middle of Luke's sophomore year at VMI, the Army awarded him a generous scholarship and the remainder of his, for the remainder of his college studies. After his sophomore year at VMI, Luke completed the Special Forces Combat Dive Course at Key West, Florida. The course had been described as the most physically demanding school the military has to offer. <laughs> Luke was the first undergraduate in VMI history to pass the rigorous underwater combat course. He was also awarded the Army Certificate of Achievement at the end of his junior year by scoring a 300 on the Army Physical Fitness Test. His junior year, um, the VMI or National Studies Department honored Luke by sending him to Thailand for two weeks as VMI's representative to the Thai military schools. Also, after his junior year, Luke completed the U.S. Army ROTC advanced camp at Fort Lewis. Um, separately, he was awarded the title of Distinguished Military Student by the Army for his leadership, his moral character, and academic achievement, exceptional aptitude. The Army featured his photo in the national ad for the ROTC. That's pretty cool. At the beginning of Luke's senior year, and about a dozen other students honored VMI's pass by uh, duplicating the three-day, 80-mile march the Corps went on in 1864 before entering the last major battle of the Civil War fought in the wow, Shenandoah Valley? Maybe? Uh, sounds right. Sure, sounds good. Uh, Luke graduated in 2002 with academic honors for VMI also was a distinguished military graduate during his junior and senior years at VMI. He was included in the National Dean's List, an honor uh, attained by only one half of 1% of American college students. Pretty smart dude. Damn. In the spring of 2002, the Army gave Luke his choice of assignment. Upon graduation, he chose the DMZ in Korea because it was the hottest and most dangerous spot in the world. The decision to invade Iraq was announced many months later, but first came additional training at Fort Benning, Georgia, the Infantry Officer Basic Course, uh, the Daunting Ranger Course, and the Infantry Mortar Leadership Course, along with Airborne. In Korea, Luke was assigned to uh, assigned as a platoon leader in an air assault rifle platoon in the 506th Regiment, I guess it was the Band of Brothers Regiment, at Camp Greaves, the most forward-deployed light infantry battalion in the U.S. Army. The North Korean flag is visible in the distance. The Army placed more than 39 soldiers and more than $250,000 worth of equipment under Luke's responsibility. His soldiers loved him. Within four months, uh, he was rated the best, best platoon leader in the company. The Army promoted him ahead of several of his peers with greater longevity to the position of company executive officer with the responsibility of 150 men and millions of dollars in equipment. His officer evaluation 
from the time stated he possessed natural leadership qualities and presence and this confidence emanated throughout his unit and his resolve marks him as a warrior who understands the importance of his mission his weapons and most importantly his men he has been a stellar performer and uh, I just lost my place and made a tremendous positive impact on his platoon and company um, on Lute's promotion to executive officer his first sergeant in the platoon was leaving a man approximately 12 years Luke senior presented Luke with a plaque that included the following language four months is not a long time but it was enough your men respect you and are willing to commit their lives to your leadership that is the most we can ask of them when you command a company I'll gladly be your first sergeant so after being in Korea, he was redeployed with the 2nd Infantry Division uh, to the Sunni Triangle in Iraq between Ramadi and Fallujah. Luke believed an officer should lead by example, and therefore he often left his exo quarters, volunteered to serve on missions in place, or, in place of or alongside his soldiers. This is what he was doing the morning the homicide bomber approached Luke's security position. Uh, in Iraq, the Army awarded Luke the Purple Heart, Bronze Star, and Meritorious Service Medal. Captain Woolenweber's duty performance. Okay, so this is a citation for his award. Captain Woolenweber's duty performance. Du duty performance has been exceptional and a model for all others to emulate. He performed superbly in all aspects of his military duties as an infantry officer. His attention to detail and desire to excel were all known throughout the brigade. Combat team, Captain Woolenweber's unwavering dedication, selfless service, professionalism, and outstanding performance of duty left an indelible impression on the soldiers and reflect great credit upon himself. Uh, Damn. Yeah. All right. So he was. Badass? Basically, yeah. Yeah. Shit. Holy shit. And he's, you know. A local guy that not a whole lot of people know about because he's, you know, white. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say. Shut the fuck. <laughs> and he's been gone sixteen years. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm but, assuming he didn't have any kids or anything, right? It was just him. No, it was just him. He, I believe, at the time he did have a girlfriend. Oh yeah, but yeah. Dang. Damn. Local heroes. I, right? I love those even more. Yeah, no, those are good. Those are fantastic. Love them all, yeah. but a few guys might like that one. Wow. Mm-hmm. God bless him. Right. Bless them all. All right. I think we hit a record, didn't we? No, we definitely did. How many hours is that? Uh, it's 110 minutes. Huh. Yeah. Smell the wood burning. That is actually. almost two hours. <laughs> I had to. I was going to break my mouth. <laughs> One, two, five. I made socks off so I can use my toes. Yeah, no. A Mama didn't teach me math this high. A total of one hour and 50 minutes. Good name. We have not. I don't think we've ever done an episode that long. No, I, I think we've only ever like barely cleared an hour. Yeah. Okay. That'd be it. So we bring so. Jeff on and we go forever. See? Talk like a bunch of girls. See? Imagine if you could drink right now. Holy shit. We'd oh, dude. Oh, my God. How, many, run how much out time do you actually have on that thing? We'd run out of battery. About 128 gigs, and I think I've got every single episode on according there. We to, still have room. Let's see. According to the SD card, we have a remaining 44 hours and 48 minutes. <laughs> totally doable. Should be enough. Totally. <laughs> totally. Not, not, ex not bad no, at all. If uh, the whole 
black thing and military thing. Great person. Chocolate yeah. Thunder. Yeah, we, sh- we should. <laughs> we need to get more mics. We do need more. We need another one. Yeah. Let's just get another one. We Chocolate need- okay. Thunder would, I mean, for hours. Oh, oh I yeah. know. Just- Next week, join us for Chocolate Thunder. Should we do an episode like one, two, three, and four? We could just have them broken up. We could break this go. one up if we wanted to. We could. Yeah. yeah. He's, he, that man has, well, besides losing his anal virginity in a Turkish bathhouse. <laughs> oh, fantastic <laughs> stories. That is amazing. That it didn't really happen, but oh, we need his we need his work schedule. Oh, you were I thought you were about to say we need his <laughs> See, you were about we well, need his t- and then know. it was like you trailed off and said something else. He better bring the coffee mug, the infamous coffee mug. Oh right? god. He better bring that. Yes. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. <sighs> it's been great, Jen. Alright, you goddamn beautiful Americans. <sighs> we're out. all right call your mama tell her you love her oh be careful take care of each other be safe stay safe stay stay home it'll say it could save lives get fucked and we'll talk to you next time (laughs) god bless america